Today, the CDC director says racism is a serious public health crisis that needs to be addressed. And uh, you're going to want to hear what some states are doing to protect you from these federal gun grabbers. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Happy Friday. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. I, if I'm looking like it's not actually a happy Friday, that's because it's not. I'm just ready for the weekend, I'd just like to say. Uh, I'm joined today by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and uh, also YouTube host. So it's a YouTube day. We've got <laughs> Young Rippa 59 here, uh, Eric July from YouTube. And we've also got John Doyle back in the We're house. Taking over. Yes, yeah, taking know. over the world. <laughs> uh, I mean, until you guys get banned from YouTube that's for being true. conservative. Fair enough. And then you, you're just going to disappear from everyone's. I'm sorry, I don't want. I don't want to depress you with that. So we'll get into. We'll get so into. So much for Happy Friday. <laughs> we'll get into the headlines. Uh, all right. So yesterday, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who is the CDC director, uh, said that racism is a serious public health threat. Uh, the CDC actually echoed this on its website, uh, claiming that racism is a systemic problem. They said to build a healthier America for all, we must confront the systems and policies that have resulted in the generational injustice that has given rise to racial and ethnic health inequities. Uh, and of course, this is actually the largest federal agency to make this sort of a declaration that racism is a public health crisis, it is systemic, and um, they go on to talk about how it negatively affects the mental and physical health of millions of people, blah, 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 which I'm sure is true. It's just that that's not really what's happening in this country. I, of course, I don't want to let you, I don't want to let you white explain to Eric here. So I'm going to let Eric go first because <laughs> we don't want to... <laughs> Eric, yeah, please tell us how, how oppressed it. you are. Yes, I will. Well, I first of all, it. before we get into it, have you been able to get an ID? Have you uh, been able to obtain some sort of ID? My kind of prevents me from doing so. Uh, I mean, I heard not. that you were too stupid to yeah, find that's out how, that's how, how that's, to... that's exactly how it works. I, I somehow have all these guns and stuff, but somehow... <laughs> well, those uh, are stolen, obviously. Oh, that's right. At the gun show. <laughs> at, I got it for the gun <laughs> yeah. show where I didn't have to get a... Loophole. Yeah, the loophole. The, the gun show <laughs> loophole is what I got. No, but look, the, the fact that the CDC is, which, again, the D stands for disease, if I'm not uh, mistaken. So mm -hmm. you think that it wouldn't... We disease wouldn't be control disease and yeah. I, I, just, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> yeah. uh, that I wasn't getting that incorrect there. But they're talking about racism, which has absolutely nothing to do with that. Um, it goes to show how l much lunacy this is. It's all the way it's been at the federal level in terms of of this ridiculous approach to try to reach is more so what it is. So what they do is they have this like st ending point. How they get there doesn't even matter. They'll start wherever they can. Anything is racist. And they'll try to track it all the way back. And in this case, they're talking about this medical inequity. And let's even assume that that was the case. What the hell does that have to do with CDC? Nothing. It has nothing to do with anything. All that is is just perpetuating this idea that they've, again, trying to emphasize it as the problem that it really actually is not. I think this is a hump that we've long gotten over, but they can't get over the fact. And a lot of these race hustlers have... Unfortunately, got positions of power within the government, and that's what they're doing to utilize. And this is the popular thing to 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 to, to do these days is just talk about racism because there's Klansmen at every single corner, and it's an epidemic or a pandemic, depending on uh, how you want to describe it. And 
these clans, man, we just can't get enough of them. I, I was on my way up to, uh, uh -oh. you know, up to the office today and, uh -oh. you know, I just uh, parked the car and there was like six of them uh -oh. just sitting out there waiting for me to get out because oh they gosh. act as if that's <laughs> actually how it goes down. But it's not. Look, I, I, I don't know how many more times I have to say this. When you look at something like that, I agree. This institutionalized problem that exists. It ain't with more so the racism. It's that this is an institutional problem when it goes to the corruptness and how yeah. they will hyperemphasize racism. That doesn't get rid of until people start talking about ending these institutions as they are. But that's not going to be on the top of the list for them. I've encouraged it. I've, I don't know what it's going to take for the Republicans to get it. If decentralization and defunding shot to the top of of the of platform, let's say of the GOP, for example, which is really the only other party aside from the Democrats that's, let's say, politically viable. Mm -hmm. Let's say that shot to the top of their uh, of their platform, if you will. That's when we start addressing problems like that or that rather is not allowed to manifest. But unfortunately, we get, as I've mentioned on the show, I think twice this week. We get to talking about the symptoms and, and, and trying to snap the band-aids, getting the right person, which is probably what some quack uh, GOP is probably thinking right now. Well, we need to want CDC to continue to exist, but we need to have the right people. No, like this is a problem. And the only people that benefit from this are those you're ensuring their power structure. So when you look at that, and you're like, how crazy has this gotten? How how do we get rid of this? Well, you have to go to the source of the problem. When y'all ready to have that conversation, America, the libertarian here at the table is ready to have it with you. <laughs> I think it's funny too how they referenced mental health in that because there was longitudinal data that started being recorded in the 1970s when the sort of rhetoric started to infiltrate academia, particularly towards white students, like teaching them that they're inherently racist because of the color of their skin, and it actually established a causal link proving that that negatively affects the mental health of white people not that that matters or anything like oh, that no. i, I that feel as though i have racist. to speak on behalf of uh, of my people for a second. <laughs> well enough about your white privilege john yeah okay yeah. um well also you know eric you mentioned this is the cdc what business do they have talking about <laughs> racism crazy, well so the, but though i think the way that they are trying to interlink the two together now very sloppily i'll say but um they're saying well hispanics and you know blacks have a higher prevalence of obesity um, and we're seeing with true. the right where we're seeing with the COVID pandemic, they are like more likely to suffer worse outcomes. Right, that's because of the obesity. That's because of the poor health choices. But mm -hmm. then they're linking those to racism because they don't have, <laughs> they don't have the ability to like get to the place where they have the choices that white people have. So I guess there have been like Hispanic and Black um, like cafeterias that we've been supposed to have been going to that I just haven't seen. Uh, I, I was not aware. Comple yeah, completely, it's, it's completely unaware. So, to, so don't, so not taking culture into account of That's any of this. It's not even a thing to them because that is a look, look, look. Look, it's it's a thing. It's a reality of the situation. We know how we eat. The, the food that we generally consume probably isn't the best when it comes to. Uh, let's say getting the fat off or keeping it off of your body. My grandma had a tub of lard. Yeah, in it, her it, kitchen it's, it's, it, at it's, all times. You know, and I, I ate all the foods generally associated with you know soul food stuff like yeah. that. And and that's 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 what we eat. And that has to go into that has to be taken into consideration. Right. right. But unfortunately, instead of addressing the problem, this is why I mean I, I mean I guess I have a very long list of reasons why I hate the government. But this is certainly one of them, in which. It rids responsibility of any sort of like individual. Yes. The emphasis yes. is always no on the collective. Yep. The uh, and, and it's always, of course, the government has to come and do something to save you. Right. Never do we look at problems that exist, whether it be in this community or that community. And we look at it and say, OK, 
maybe you can change it. Maybe you could have been changed it. You just chose not to. And that should be liberating. I mean, it is to me. I mean, when I look at their world and I see that I have problems and I look at, OK, well, I caused them to me, that'd be a liberating thing. To those weirdos, it's it's like offensive. Right. But the fact that, OK, maybe they can actually solve this problem. Maybe it's not some overarching racism or something. Maybe it's just a cultural issue that, albeit, may got there voluntarily, albeit that may, even if it's a bad result, doesn't mean that there was some sort of racism that was there in play uh, that, that 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 got them to where, where they are. And, and I'd be the first one to admit that in these communities, definitely in black communities, and we deal with definitely in black men in these uh, heart diseases and all sorts mm-hmm. of things. And a lot of that has to do with some of the things that we, you know, consume, or right. if not, if not uh, the vast majority of it. But that's a cultural issue, like you like you mentioned. One of which the government has absolutely no business being anything near, because I bet you lots of money they'll make it worse. I'm pretty sure even like in the list of countries that are most obese, I think Mexico is like right up there with the United yes. States, which means that our racism is so pernicious that it is actually <laughs> international to where it is spreading into other countries. And so wow. maybe we could get the CDC to like build the wall like, to, to, to prevent the racism <laughs> from seeping it. in. Yeah, shut down the that. supply lines so That's that all of the like, of food can't get into Mexico because it's just making them fat racistly. <laughs> That's how we do it. Yeah. Well, that it is interesting because, um, and I do want to get to uh, the a clip in a second, just kind of tying all of this racism idea in with with um, a good friend of the program, Beto O'Rourke, and one of the Castro brothers. But, um, you know, you you look at all of these people who are coming, pouring, pouring in through our borders and trying to say, well, we need to claim asylum um, because their conditions are so horrible. And it's like, you're, I mean, you're eating. Like, I, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be, <laughs> you know, but it blunt, but it just is what it is. It's like, I mean, Venezuela, Look at how much weight they've, you know, they've lost like a ton of weight. All their people, they're, they're literally starving to death. They're yeah. eating cats and dogs. They have nothing to eat. I'm sorry, but I have a hard time believing that you're that, that, that bad off if you're obviously obese when you're trying to come across the, the border. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just the only one who says it out loud. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but let me get your thoughts, gentlemen, on uh one of the Castro brothers, I don't know, they're both equally terrible, so I'm not going to dignify him with identifying whether it's uh, Joaquin or Julian. But uh, one of the Castro brothers and a good friend, Robert Francis O'Rourke, uh, were on MSNBC just a couple days ago talking about this Georgia law, which, as again, as Eric knows, as a black man, it is basically Jim Crow 2.0. Um, he can't, no he can't go vote. He d- it's, I mean, it's Jim Eagle, which is like... <laughs> way, way, way above Jim Crow. Um, And it's hard for him because he can't use the same restrooms. He can't go to the same places. It's very, very hard. But um, this is kind of scary. I'm joking about this, but this is kind of scary because now their talking point has become, um, well, actually, we need to put more pressure on the corporations to do more early on to uh, to stop legislatures from passing things like secure election reform bills. Watch. The good news, though, and why it's so important that folks like uh, Congressman O'Rourke have been out there uh, calling on companies to say something is that whereas in Georgia, it was great. The Delta Airlines came out against the legislation. But you know what? They did it too late. The legislation had already passed. The difference here is that we still have a chance to stop this legislation in Texas. That's why it's so important for whether it's AT&T or Southwest Airlines or USAA or any number of big Texas companies to use uh, their resources and their influence to stop this. 
Oh my God, that's what we need, John, is more corporations delving into politics and making statements and sending us emails, filling up our inboxes, letting us know how they feel about literally every single political situation that happens. Yeah, the right's in a really weird position right now because we've spent the better part of the last 40 years basically shilling for these like huge corporations under uh, the premise of like maybe some Henry Hazlitt economic theory written in the 1940s. And now all of a sudden they're like betraying us and taking away Mr. <laughs> Potato Head and Oreos like pro-trans or just like, wait a minute, you weren't supposed to do that. They were like, like we're, we said you were people too. Yeah, like we're, we're <laughs> supposed to be your allies there, but it turns out they just like don't care. Yeah. Eric? No, I mean, this, uh, th this is what fascism is, guys, for guys that don't seem to understand what it is. They right. think that, again, it's just somebody with an R next to their name saying bad, mean things in Twitter. That's not what fascism is. Fascism is the merging of corporate and state. Nothing outside of the state, everything in it. So when you have, let's say, because he's talking about this, like he's using it, using their, let's say, political platform, which mm -hmm. is not actually a political platform. But he's telling them or rather advising them to use that in order to get what it is that they want, want in this guy. Now, in this case, they're talking about staving off in a lot of cases, pass new legislation mm -hmm. or something of that nature. That's what that that's what that actually is. Now, of course, we sit here and, uh, you know, we, we, we can we have our complaints about powerful entities, be it airlines, be it tech companies that sit here and take obviously biased uh, uh, positions. I mean, if you looked at, let's say, the the campaign donations by way of a lot of these big, big companies, they were pretty much all slanted one way. It wasn't a secret or anything. This is why it's hilarious that people would dare act like there's some there's like not any sort of bias when it comes to this. That is something that has to get get addressed. But I have long told libertarians have long said that when we talk about some of these corporate entities, they are the biggest beneficiaries of, of the state. Mm. Ah, we have been saying that. So I'm, 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 I have no problem going out there and demonizing. Who, who did he say? Southwest Airlines and any of Delta, that? They're doing yeah. exactly what I expect them to do because they are the biggest beneficiaries of the state. So let me ask you guys this before we go to break. Um, would, are you? First of all, are you an MLB fan? Do you watch baseball? Yeah, at all? yeah. Okay. Are you going? Are you going to? Are you going to attend any games? Are you making a conscious decision not to? Because I know this has been a long. Yeah. A well, long I, I, all point. it does is like for me, I'm just not. I'm not as interested as as I once was. And it's right. not necessarily because of the law itself. It's because they're taking political stances, and that's not what I what I watch baseball right. for. Well, and that, and that's my question because I do know a lot of conservatives who you know. Football, the NFL, the, all the kneeling pissed them off. But for some reason, they kept watching. They kept watching. Now I, I have been seeing a lot of people finally draw their line in the sand and say, you know what, I'm done. Well, I'm not watching MLB, MLB. You lost everybody. Yeah. Uh. So, John, what are your thoughts? I've always thought of, like, I like sports and I think competition is good. But I've always thought of it as kind of like politically correct tribalism. So, mm. like, the average American man will be told that he's not allowed to be proud of his country and he's not allowed to be proud of his religion. So he'll hear all this negative propaganda uh, criticizing his, his forefathers, his ancestors, his heritage, his God. But then he'll just sit there and take that. But then, well, now, what'd you say about the Astros? Like, that's like his line of defense with that. And so it's kind of weird because we can't have pride in like our, our cities or our communities right. or our church or anything. But like, oh, yeah, we've got our sports teams. And that's like the last thing we have. And then now they're taking that from us, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's This is kind of depressing, guys. I need to find some good news. It's hard to find good news of the good day. Point. It's hard to come by. All right, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Bonner Wines. Uh, now, you guys know me as like the kind of conservative health nut. 
Um, so you may be thinking, why is Sarah here talking about wines? Well, first of all, because I drink wine way too often, okay, and I love wine. But second of all, um, because this particular wine from Bonner, they've got the best Malbecs that you can have, and they are very healthy, okay? So let me tell you, if you are looking to merge health and have an excuse to drink wine, listen up, people, all right? These are made, uh, the vineyards that they grow the grapes at are at like 9,000 feet, and it turns out that these grapes, they've lab-tested the wines, and it has um, uh, resveratrol up to 10 times the regular levels of uh, regular wines, and it pops up again, again and again in studies for longevity, heart health, brain health. By the way, these wines also have 90% less sugar, fewer chemicals, fewer additives. So when I say you are drinking a healthy wine, you are doing it for your health, you are doing it for your health, okay? And I'm giving you the excuse to go to cowgirlwine2021.com right now. They're giving you 50% off of their best Malbecs. You're also gonna get 50% off of shipping if you go there, there's no better reason to do it than your health. You're welcome. It is cowgirlwine2021.com. These shipments are going really fast, so you're going to want to go there. Cowgirlwine2021.com. All right, yesterday on the program, we covered uh, Biden's announcement on his six executive actions. He is taking uh, on gun control. Um, but let me just play for you a comment that Joe Biden made on, you know, they talk about the, that we referred to it earlier in the program, the gun show loophole. There's no background checks. We need more background checks. Uh, so let's listen from the White House in their own words. Watch. These bills, one, require background checks for anyone purchasing a gun at a gun show or an online sale. <laughs> Most people don't know it. You walk into a store okay. and you buy a gun, you have a background check. No. But you go to a gun show, you can buy whatever you want and no background check. Which, and, and online too. I mean, I love when I buy my guns on Amazon. You get that yeah, Amazon Prime best. delivery. two-day shipping yeah. with the, the MG249. Yeah, yeah, it really makes my Amazon Prime membership worth it, yeah, I feel like, all the, all the guns that I'm getting. Um, but let me, so, so the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, was asked about this later on. Uh, here is what she had to say. Is it the president's belief that you do not have to undergo a background check when you are at a gun show? No, it's not his belief. He believes that gun that background checks should be universal. That wasn't right. Yeah. <laughs> he says no background check. Well, uh, we know what his position is, right? So let oh. me reiterate that, which is that uh, gut background yes. checks are something that should be universal. They're supported by more than 80% of the public. He's supported mm. legislation, advocated for that, um, and uh, advocated against loopholes as well. So that's his position, and I appreciate you asking for the clarification. Oh, well, I mean, obviously. She didn't answer the question. No. Well, she never does. That's very true. How can uh, you answer for Joe Biden's And I don't even think she knows gaps, half though. the time what he's thinking. No. That's why she has circles back as much <laughs> as she as much as she does. Look, they know and well, I want to I, I want to give Biden a little more credit than I probably he probably deserves. But at least rationally speaking, any individual that just bothers to research it should understand that any dealer at a gun show is going to require you uh, to, to, to to undergo a background check. This gun show loophole isn't a thing. It hasn't been a thing. I'd argue that maybe the problem is that it is that it is a thing. You know what I mean? Because all gun laws are infringements as far as I'm concerned. And the fact that you have to jump through all of those hoops to get get armed is bullcrap. 
But if we're just speaking about factual information here, there is no gun show loophole. That doesn't exist. But it will not stop them from, from saying it, and it certainly won't stop leftist Twitter from continuing, continuously excuse me, to repeat this lie that is this uh, idea that you can just walk into a gun show and just not get a background yeah. check. I wish it was that awesome, America. <laughs> Pay with cash, no background. Yeah, I would love that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I also like how she mentioned that purportedly 80% of the public is like in support of that happening as though like what people think is a good idea is actually a good idea, which is really convenient because they control the media and, and they spread this disinformation and they oversample people who are predisposed or predispositioned towards like left-wing beliefs and then they come out, well, 80% of the public thinks that we're right. It's like, who cares? Yeah, well, we were listening to this clip and Eric was like, I wasn't polled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said, we never are. I've never been polled for any of these have you well no but i do have experience phone banking and what i will tell you is that conservatives are so done with with pollsters because we they just know. hang up literally yeah. yeah i was in alaska and i was doing uh phone banking for um dan sullivan who's a republican and uh, we would call people who were like registered republicans and they'd be like what do you want hey you know we're calling for poll yeah. hang up <laughs> yeah just, they don't even <laughs> no thank you yeah i don't want it uh yeah okay so so that was from the white house of of course we know you know they they keep mentioning the ghost guns the ghost guns because it's a big problem right now in the country is apparently ghost guns except it's not um and you know a lot of people are saying well this is mostly just uh largely rhetoric there's not a lot that they can do to actually implement these things but it does give you a good idea of where they're at as yes. far as how they want to slowly chip away, Absolutely. slowly chip away That's at those works. rights. Uh, so at some some lawmakers, state lawmakers like this one, GOP senator from Missouri uh, called this logic on gun control backwards. And Arizona's uh, governor actually signed a bill protecting state gun laws from federal legislation. There have been several other states who have mentioned that they may want to do that. So uh, let's see, they tweeted out, a representative from Arizona tweeted out, proud to announce that Arizona citizens now have an extra layer of protection regarding the Second Amendment. My bill was signed by Doug Ducey yesterday. So they are trying to trying to create oh, I guess, a sanctuary state for the damn life. You know, it only took how long? Yeah. 70 years. Yeah. yeah. Getting, getting just, on the offense just once in your life. That's all I've ever asked is just get on the offense mm -hmm. instead of playing on the defense. Definitely in the, con uh, the, the context of gun rights, the left is just completely owned that conversation yes. for, for, for decades Well, they just now. want common sense. Oh, that's awesome. Reform, that's awesome. Eric. It's yeah, just common just, sense. Just common sense. Just, if just you don't agree with common sense yeah, gun reform, like a you're a guy told, told me today, like, uh, you have nothing to hide. What's the, what's, the, what's the big deal? Right. What's the worst that can happen? Meanwhile, these idiots will have, like, Black Lives Matter and all <laughs> sorts of things, understanding they could somehow connect the dots to, like, stop and frisk and all of that led to some bad things. Somehow, when it comes to gun rights, that just goes over their their heads. So it's amazing. Yeah, it is fantastic. Well, yeah, gun, thankfully, gun ownership among a lot of black people are going the opposite way in which they probably think. And I guess they expect for people to be like, well, there's a problem. And then meanwhile, people on the right are like, yeah, well, we've been telling you to get armed for this long time. And they expect people to be offended. I'm pretty sure people have seen that viral tweet of the black guy it was like, come and take a Republicans. And there's a bunch of people, Republicans in the, in the comments like, yeah, dude, you're armed. Right. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, We're glad. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to come take your, your gun not, away. Guy. Yeah, exactly. John. Conservatives tend to have this like very like, I can just sit back 
back and everyone else will figure it out mentality. And so, you know, whether it was with things like the bump stocks or with things like this, well, you know, they already have background checks, so we don't need to push back against this. It's like any ground that they gain, even if mm -hmm. it's not good or like irrelevant, is still something that we have lost. And so once they take the 30-round the magazine, the bump stocks, then they can start focusing on the AR-15s, yeah. the semi-automatic. So you actually have to put forth effort to play defense and even go on the offense for things that, like, yeah, are stupid because you have to keep the conversation centered there so it doesn't go towards things that are actually important. And I also bring that up, too, on my show a lot. Like, can you imagine if we were winning this? Like, we've been slowly losing for the last few decades, but if we were winning, we would have two-day shipping for yeah. AR-15, something like yeah. that. Like, if we were actually headed. would be a, be a convenience store. Yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, well, it, I love you, online. You can well, AFT, excuse me, AFT, as, as, yeah, as, it is, as Biden it is, said. Right, it is right. AFT, obviously. Yeah, I was excited yesterday hearing that the ATF had been abolished, but then replaced by the <laughs> AFT. <laughs> so close. Uh, you know, you always notice, even especially, I would say, reporters, people who call themselves journalists, you can always tell who doesn't know what they're talking about as, as far as it you know, goes with guns. And I feel like in order to talk in the public sphere about a particular gun, you need to have actually gone and shot one. Like, they talk about AR-15s as if they're they're so scary, they're weapons of war. They're, I'm like, you've never shot an AR-15 in your life. And There's then the no one guy that they had go shoot it, he was a complete drama queen about it. Yeah. He was like, my shoulder is bruised, I have yeah, PTSD. Like, what the hell? What kind of a... And then oh, I think I they had like... That is not a man. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, thank you. Then they had like, I think a Marine or something did a response video to that where he held it with one hand and put the stock against his nose and he was shooting and it was like nothing. <laughs> I love that. Like, I didn't yeah. see that. I missed cool. it. Uh, all right, we've got more to come first we want to thank our sponsor Raycon so Raycon has really saved me um, during the day because I have a lot of like I try to listen to podcasts news I try to stay up to date on everything that's going on in the world so that when I walk in here I can know what the hell I'm talking about when I talk to you guys Raycon has been there for me so I especially when I have like a really fussy baby at home and he's constantly crying and I'm like you can keep crying I'm gonna put in my Raycon so that I can't hear you uh, really they are wireless earbuds they're very very affordable I feel like I could tell you who their largest competitor is, but I'll be I'll refer to them as uh, they who shall not be named. They're way better than those guys. Um, they don't have the stems that come out of your ears and like pull your ears down. They fit inside your ear. They've got several different like little plastic parts that are larger and smaller so that you can actually fit them to your ear. I think you guys have some, yes, don't you? Yes, the lady has some. She loves them. She loves them. She absolutely loves they're them. They're great. They come in different colors. They're very fashion. They're, they're like very sleek and like they're just great. They're wonderful. You need them, especially, I mean, if you're watching this show, you're a news hound. So you're going to want to use them to keep up with your news, keep up with your podcast, listen to some music while you work out, whatever you need. They're very, very affordable. Plus, you can get 15% off right now if you go to buyraycon.com slash Y. It is B-U-Y. Buyraycon.com slash Y. Back in a minute. All right, today a report just came out that Biden has created a commission to study packing the Supreme Court. Uh, so obviously this has been, people, Americans have been polled on this. Uh, the majority of them do oppose uh, stacking the Supreme Court, but uh, he's under pressure from activists, according to the report, which is not surprising at all. So the commission will be led by uh, two left-wing partisans who served in the Obama administration and, um, I, you know, again, we were talking about gun rights before we, you know, in the last segment. And it's like, 
rights. They're just going to just slowly just chip away at all of your rights. And uh, here it comes, the Supreme Court. Now they've created a commission to study packing it. I don't, which by the way, can I just say, creating the commissions to study stuff is so annoying. They create a commission to say, it's like, okay, we know that this is what you want to do. You're just trying to, like optically, you're just trying to move us there incrementally. And you think that by announcing that you're going to study it, that it's going to do something. What are you going to study? It's optics. But I'm interested in that because I don't know. I mean, he said, well, no, he's kind of said both things that, you know, talking about both sides of his mouth. Yeah, if you wait a little bit, he'll just say the opposite. Yeah, that's true. So you got to give him some time uh, there because if you do wait, he will say the opposite. So it's going to be interesting to see if this is if that's just for optics and they're just using um, wonder where that money's coming from. to just create commissions out of their behind. Just say, all right, we'll look into it. But they're actually not going to look into it. It's another bait switch to appease the radical. And and they've done they've done that, for example, with the drug drug situation, like where you see like the Kamala Harris is of the world and, mm-hmm. and Joe Biden is like, yeah, we campaigned on that. We had the legalization of marijuana. No, it's yeah, not. they fired their staffers <laughs> yeah, in the White yeah, House. Like, obviously, that wasn't even a... So, yeah, it may just be one of those bait-and-switch moments or it may be taking it serious. I guess that's the benefit that you have when you're Joe Biden. You get to, get to take po- positions at the same time on a campaign trail. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good point because on Twitter, there are like accounts titled Biden voters posting their L's and it's just I compilations love, I of love those. just seething. And it just goes to show like... Like everything that's going on right now was all worth it to those people because Donald Trump was like a little off-putting with his rhetoric and so they were willing to like put Joe Biden in the White House and they're not even getting the things that they wanted like he'll he'll kind of placate them a little bit by opening these commissions but like is he actually going to do it True. probably not yeah well and that's that's a great point uh, too because you know we saw Black Lives Matter come oh, yeah. out they wrote him a letter totally first- ignore yeah <laughs> I mean you got to believe, though, that eventually this this is all going to come to a head because they they have these radicalized people on the the left side who are used to getting their way, who are being emboldened and enabled by the rest of them. At some point, they're going to expect something from them, oh, yeah. right? They like they're come, they come keep promising them all. Of, right? Yeah. They the, like. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, All right. Another headline of the day. Uh, Top Republicans on two House committees are pressing President Biden's coronavirus rescue plan czar because we have to have a czar for everything now uh, to review the two billion dollar fund that New York created this week at giving relief money to illegal immigrants in the state. So they said that the New York program will offer one time payments of up to fifteen thousand six hundred dollars to undocumented undocumented immigrants, which is that they're just illegal immigrants. We don't need to say the undocumented who lost their jobs during the pandemic, which I mean, that's quite quite a bit of money that uh, you would get to be rewarded with uh, for entering the country illegally. Isn't that more money than Americans were given to with the stimulus? I believe so. All all combined. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly, yeah, combined. (laughs) Um, So, you know, one may call it a magnet. may call that a magnet. Maybe part of the reason why, oh, I don't know, we just have record numbers of immigrants coming through our yeah and that's the thing too a lot of people on the right tend to like to like ronald reagan was even guilty of this frankly thinking that these immigrants are coming to america because they just want a better life and they love america it's like when you say a better life (laughs) you just mean they're going to get on welfare which 62 percent of them do or they're going to like reap this benefit so americans are paying into this system and they're not withdrawing as much but these people aren't even paying in i mean you can find like weird data that shows it like sometimes they but still on the net they're taking more out of the system than they're contributing so it's not that they like love america 
and they're really just like studying, you know, James Madison. And it's like, no, they, they see it as an opportunity and they're frankly exploiting it. And by the way, um, most of the time, whenever they come over here and they're exploiting those opportunities, they're also kicking um, people of color out of jobs which the left is going to have to figure out what they where they want to go here because they keep talking about how they're the champion of, you know, blacks and Hispanics and all minorities. They are the champion, but they're also letting all of these illegal immigrants come in, just releasing them. They're just dumping them into our states. Um, and historically, they've taken over uh, minorities jobs. So, yeah, I mean, the immigration thing is always interesting. I think particularly that instance is one that I think, objectively speaking, no matter where you're at on the issue, I would hope that you have a, 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 some sort of issue with it. I've always said I mean I absolutely prefer that if there is if you're going to be here uh, I mean undocumented like whatever at least you're not if you're not taking money from the system whatever you know what I mean like I mean I, 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 people will say they have issues with it but the issue comes when you have things like that you have refugee resettlement programs mm -hmm. stuff like that where they take money out of your pockets and your kids uh, kids pockets and then they then redistribute it to them. That's the problem with it. And like I say, I mean, I say taxation stuff. I mean, hell, I got a shirt on today. They actually <laughs> say that. And, and it's things like that. Why we why we attribute that actual claim is because you don't get that get to make that decision. And it ain't just that. We've talked about Rand, uh, Rand Paul does that does that uh, report every mm -hmm. year, every year where your money is going yeah. to spending on lizards trying to run on treadmills and all kinds <laughs> of stupid stuff. That's where your money is going. So that absolutely doesn't surprise me. But that shows some of the issues that I don't care where you're at on the issue, even the libertarian position on on, on immigration, where that objectively is, is a problem. Because, again, you're, you're talking about stealing from other people and then distributing to folks that haven't even paid into the system, if that's how you approach it. Did you guys see that uh, Biden, the Biden administration is going to continue building some of the wall? No, I did see that. That yeah, I did saw. Great. Now, of course, is that going to get covered? Ra that that racist? is so racist. Yeah, no, 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 oh. no. They get to yeah. do it. They get to do it all the time. And I mean, look, Dave, we we already talk about Obama and his whole deporter uh, in chief, deporter in in chief. Obama wasn't playing them games down there. And uh, <laughs> but let it's about rhetoric for them, and they understand that it isn't about what it is that they do or even what it is that they actually advocate. That has nothing to do with it. It's that if they can just you know say, hey guys, we are for you. We will mm -hmm. support you. We love you and so much they can literally be slapping you across the face and they'll be like yeah thanks he loves it's me. It's true. Stockholm it, syndrome is what it's called. Knowing it that, I better not hear any anti-Biden rhetoric any, from any like left-wing people criticizing him for building the wall. Like, shut up. That's your president. You respect his leadership. <laughs> He's not a racist. Well, How dare me, you? Let me ask you though, John. Um, just as a before we go to break, as a last question, um, Eric mentioned you know deport the the deporter in chief Obama. He was able to, to get away with that just fine because it wasn't as much of a talking point then. We seemed to agree, hey, we should probably not let a bunch of strangers into our country without vetting them. The left has moved the ball so freaking much in just since then. In yeah. what, 10, uh, what, however long Not it even is. that long, man. So how have they been able to do that so masterfully? Well, because they don't have to be held accountable. And Barack Obama, I think that figure was even exaggerated because he changed the definition of deportation just being, like, turned away instead yeah. of, like, actually, like, deported. But even if you consider it. removals, he still outpaced uh, Bush. He outpaced uh, Reagan. He outpaced all of them. So even then, he still was the deporter in, yeah. in chief. That's true, though. And he, he at least wanted the, the optics de for that de definition. Yeah. You know? He didn't care. And it wasn't like, yeah. he, you know, he was like, whatever. Right.
And he even campaigned on a lot uh, on a lot of that stuff. So Obama got away with it. I'm telling you, when you suave and you have black and you wear a suit, man, you can you can get away with a lot, man, a lot. I think that they're probably going to end up abandoning their black their black base and their voters because they know that they're only a few more elections away from giving these people like voting rights and then we're never yeah. going to win another federal election again because nine out of ten of these people will vote for democrats unfailingly and if we had more cultural control and we could set narratives as opposed mm -hmm. to just reacting to them maybe we could start to change these people's minds a little bit but we've been crushing to the ground to where now we're just like Please don't. Right. <laughs> like, please, for old time's sake, don't make don't make us like obsolete. Uh, I feel like I have to go to break now because we don't want to get Eric started cool. on I, culture. I, I mean, this, hey, 2020 was my year, baby. I've been telling y'all this for a long time, man. I'm just, it's just me saying, I was right. Yeah. I was right. I was right the whole year. Uh, <laughs> I've been saying this for years now. Thanks for finally listening, idiots. All right, we got to take a break. Back in a minute. <laughs> Let's get on the culture stuff. So hit it right on the head. YouTube has deleted a video in which uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and, by the way, a bunch of medical experts, so actual doctors, uh, question the effectiveness of having children wear masks to stop the spread of COVID. So the video was removed uh, Wednesday and there was, so DeSantis was joined by Oxford epidemiologist, uh, Harvard professor, uh, Dr. Scott Atlas, and another doctor from Stanford. And because they were contributing to COVID-19 medical misinformation, they had the... <laughs> They had the, uh, the the whole video removed. So, by the way, um, the DeSantis at one point in the video asked if it was necessary for kids to wear masks in school. And the doctor, one of the doctors in response said children should not wear face masks. They don't need it for their own protection and they don't need it for protecting other people either. Another doctor said it is developmentally inappropriate. Um, it doesn't help on disease spread. And, of course, Dr. Atlas said there's no scientific rationale or logic to have children wear masks in schools and that got deleted and I'm trying to be real careful so our overlords over there keep this video up so that you can watch it. Does, did they have the, do you have the name of that Stanford doctor happen to have it? It is a name that I can't, that I can't say. Dr. J. Budachar, isn't it? Yes. Ah, man. That's, uh, it's funny. Is that how because, you say it? Yes. Uh, it's not exactly how it's written. It. Uh, two, I have got, for those that don't know, I've also had two strikes from YouTube that I've had removed because I raised a little hill um, about the medical information. And one of those happened to be covering that exact uh, Stanford doctor. And they were, what is that uh, declaration that they had? And it's probably that Oxford is the Oxford doctor, um, do they have his name? Is Which one? The Oxford yeah. uh, doctor, Sunetra Gupta? Gupta, yep. That's the <laughs> same one. Yeah, the, both of those guys did the declaration. Um, they actually co-authored. There's three of them. I can't remember the third one. I'm guessing the third one maybe part of that. Dr. Is, Martin Koldorf? I, I don't remember if that was his name. Okay. But they, they, there's a declaration called the Great Barrington Declaration. That's the name of it, in which they were talking about, talking against lockdowns and all sorts of things. And I mean, it's signed by so many yeah. experts actually in the field i've been saying for a very long time that not every single doctor or everybody that wears a freaking lab coat agrees with the i guess the public officials uh, opinions or rather positions on this specific topic and yet they've been sean jay has talked about that even early on in the pandemic when him and other stanford university uh doctors such as uh, johnny anitas and they would sit here and talk about how this may be one of the biggest evidence fiascos that we have ever seen and J jay would say 
they would email me like get in line the guy like the other guys that his his colleagues and such and and that's insane how people that have just as much experience if not more mm-hmm. some of the most respected epidemiologists have a differing opinion from what has generally been understood as the rather public opinion and they get shunned that stuff gets taken down for medical misinformation and i asked the youtube overlords what makes their position less valid than the others well because the government truth is the only truth true it's just the government yeah no for the sake of my (laughs) bank account i'm inclined to agree (laughs) it's funny because those same overlords in the beginning of this were saying that like there's no real scientific reason to do that it's just going to make people feel more Mm -hmm. comfortable and not to draw any inappropriate comparisons but Typically, in authoritarian regimes, the type of propaganda that is disseminated is so blatantly and obviously false. Not because they're trying to convince you, but literally they're just trying to demoralize you and shove it in your face like, you know this is wrong, but you can't do anything about it. We're going to get all your neighbors to believe it is like a way to just make you know your place and know that you're submissive to these overlords. Yeah, it's, it is... It's just insane to see how many people are just taking it and running with it, too. I mean, I know someone who um, was, you know, our kids are really good friends and, like, have not done playdates this entire time, are just now doing playdates, but only if the other, only at a very, very empty park, and only if the other child, like everyone else, will also mask with them. And it's like, what? There, I mean, I can't even think of one of those things that you've just mentioned that is like scientifically proven to make any bit of a difference. It's, it's just, not. it's incredible. Yeah, none of this is. And even but with they just the take it. The They're ma- just like, yeah. oh, well, even but CNN said, because, but you know why I feel like because the mainstream media is constantly like, well, science has obviously proven this. And then they say whatever their position is, and people keep hearing yeah. them repeat. So they just well, obviously the, the science says, yeah. And they're just like, well, yeah, even, science says it, because I just heard that. Where's the, where's the receipts on that? They don't have it. They, they don't have even none. have to provide it. All they have none. to say is that the experts say it or the science. They, they're going, they've gone as far as to your own CDC. Pro, like, to them, science is providing you with 3D, <laughs> 3D models and mannequins. <laughs> to sit up here and prove their point on, on, on mass. Right. Not actual like r- studies with random control. People? Tr- yeah. <laughs> Real <laughs> breathing people? Right. Actual human individuals. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that isn't even on the table for them to even have to prove it. They can go be as ridiculous as that and still get on whatever podium it is that they're on and say, look, the science says this. And if you even slightly disagree with them, well, you're anti-science. Yeah. John, last word. Actions speak louder than words, and, and whether it's these overlords who are caught on camera not actually wearing their masks mm-hmm. before they go on, on to what they think is going to be the start of the recording, even the population. When this first happened, the streets were empty. People were staying inside. Now, everything is back to normal, except everyone just knows, oh, I have to put on my cope shield before I go into the store. Or, <laughs> like, you've got airplanes full of people sitting six to a row. They've got their masks on. People sense. aren't acting as though it's an actual pandemic, but they're nominally wearing the mask because they know that they're supposed to and it's like they're not wearing it because they think it's dangerous like if you walked in to a mall open carrying a firearm yeah. people would be like like scared but when you don't wear the mask they're not scared they're like they're just why? mad that you're not complying why aren't you doing it? it'd be yeah. like if you were not wearing a shirt or something it's just like you're not doing what everyone else is doing why right. is that right exactly all right we got to take a break back in a minute yeah that's what kills me well that's why you see these viral videos of the people 
Well, uh, I just got a note during the break that um, this is most likely the entire segment that we just did on this one video that just was removed from YouTube will probably also be removed as well. So the whole conversation that we just had. Now, this is, again, this is why Blaze TV and becoming a subscriber is so important. You can watch the full uncensored version on blazetv.com slash news. If you're a subscriber, you already know this. You get all of this content that all of the big tech overlords don't want you watching. Uh, For instance, just in case, if you guys have been tuning in and you missed the segment that we just did, it's kind of important because, you know, we're just talking about a lot of doctors and what their advice is. I mean, like really, really credible doctors and what their advice is. I don't want to tell you what that advice is now because I want to make sure that you know that you need to go to blazetv.com slash news to get that advice. This is where we're at, you guys. This is the world that we're living in. You cannot give any sort of doctor advice on big tech. You got to go over to blazetv.com. It's sad. It's very sad, but that's the world we're living in. By the way, before you leave YouTube, don't forget uh, Young Rip of 5'9 and John Doyle over here. <laughs> that wasn't you need to Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.